Welcome. You've joined The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what The Sexy Lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships, and hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do. Well... If you want to know more about how we discovered the swinging lifestyle and how we began our journey into the world of open-minded and sexy people, then join us with intimacy expert Alana Pratt as she interviews us for her podcast, Intimate Conversations. On today's show, we cover all the bases from the female-centric point of view and explain how swinging has made our couple stronger and sexier. Alana was blown away by our openness and confidence, but also by the depth of care and connection and vulnerability that we share as a couple. She sure did. And boy, it was really a good interview. So, you know, listen to the whole thing. But first, before we get into the interview we had with Alana, we want to take a moment to remind you about our top waterproof blanket because everybody should continue to have great sex now more than ever. But If you're fed up with sleeping in that wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. And now, here's the interview we did with Alana Pratt earlier this year. Intimacy is an inside job. Hello, I'm Alana Pratt and welcome to Intimate Conversations. After 20 years of helping singles and couples, I've discovered most intimacy struggles boil down to a few common blind spots that once healed, allow vulnerable, authentic relationships to thrive. Discover your blind spot today at alanapratt.com and enjoy the show. you delicious people and welcome back to another episode of Intimate Conversations. I'm wearing my sparkles for you today and uh, this is great because I've interviewed Carol and David on their show, The Sexy Lifestyle Podcast and so I said, oh my god, they have to come on our show. So let me tell you a little bit about them before we get away to the races here. So uh, on The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David, join the fun-loving swinger couple, Carol and David, and get an inside look into the swinging lifestyle as they share their own personal experiences relating to sex, love, and marriage. Learn how to have a stronger and more meaningful relationship um, from their unique perspective on staying connected, pushing boundaries, exploring limits, fulfilling fantasies, and more. And through uncensored and honest discussions about great sex, passion, and intimacy, 
gain insight into a sex-positive, female-centric view of the modern-day couple. Carol and David are easy to talk to and answer questions on air with sexy tips and tricks to find out how to improve your sex life by living happy, healthy, and horny every day. The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David is broadcast live on Voice America Variety Channels. We want to send you all there and also send you to thesexylifestyle.com for lots of goodies. And just before we got started live, they were so gracious and sent me this uh, top waterproof blanket because I was sharing on their show that I ejaculate. So there we go. And so they sent it to me. I think it was like near the holidays, right? Like, what? yeah. So Lana's had no action, basically. It's still in the, it's still in the package. So um, at my birthday party, because you all know I turned 50 in January, I said to all my friends that were there, okay, look, I need to align my, my, my goals and my actions. So once a week, I'm going to call somebody I love because I believe that he's probably only one degree away from somebody I love. And I promise to go on dates, Zoom dates, whatever dates, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have sex again. And then you said... Invite us. <laughs> right. <laughs> I could call us. <laughs> And then I said, oh, but I'm looking for just one. And then you're like, well, but we are one. We're yeah. so, so let's just dive right in. So like I've never, well, that's not totally true. I've had threesomes. But like as a lifestyle, that wouldn't be my, like, my go-to choice. So tell us, I guess, how first your whole life unfolded um, into being swingers. Tell me, how's that happen? Well, it was kind of... Um... I don't know. It was a little bit of a surprise for both of us because we were on vacation one time together. When but we... first, first we got divorced. Oh, right. So and we have a cool story because Carol's ex-husband is married to my ex-wife. Whoa, slow down. Yeah. Okay, whoa. So, we, okay, okay. So but we were not swingers back then. Okay, okay. Right. So our Wait, ex- Alana's processing. Yes. Give her a second. I am processing. <laughs> I will just elaborate a little bit that our exes fell in love with each other and dumped us. And then we became friends and a couple, and eventually we got married as well. And that was like 14 years ago, so it's a long time ago. Okay. okay. And, <laughs> and so that's bonkers. And are you friends with them now? We are. Yes. And we co-parent you, a dog with them. You co-parent a dog. And do you swing and have everybody has no. sex with each other anymore? No, 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 no. no. They're not so why? Why? Because they're not swingers. And the reason we got divorced was we were in a boring, sexless marriage and we needed to find each other to have monkey sex and move forward with a life of amazing sexuality. And that's what we did. And that's what you did. Wow. Wow. Okay. Keep going. About two years into our relationship as a couple, when we actually fell upon the swinging lifestyle, both of us traveled worldly and, or traveled widely around the world, but we had never actually met swingers before. Okay. And we happened to be at a beach resort where we were sitting beside a couple and they were swingers and they explained all about the swinging lifestyle. So we had like a tutorship one-on-one for over the course of two or three days. They answered all our questions, kind of like the questions that you're thinking about right now. We had yep, those yep. Same questions and they were kind enough to be very patient and talk to us. And we were so keen on it. Every night after the beach, we chatted about it. We said, wow, this is so cool. But the conversation wasn't that simple because when he was massaging sunscreen oh, all over her tits, you cu- said- Yes. Your tits or her tits? Yeah. Who's so tits? when we first sat beside this couple, who in my mind were a little bit strange because he was rubbing suntan lotion all over her tits, it was a topless optional resort. Okay. I told David, 
don't even think about doing that to me. Like, oh no, taboo, that's not happening. Right. Um, of course, then after we talked to them and learned all about the swing lifestyle, uh, we asked them if they wanted to play and they did. So we had our first play date right there on the beach with them. No, you had sex on the beach in front of everybody? Well, no, no, not literally on the beach, but close by. In, in that beach vacation, we did it for the first Little time. Little cabana there in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then the next oh. night we met another couple and the night after we met another couple and we've never looked back since. We, we, we just found our village. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that was how long ago? Uh, 12 that was years like ago. 12 years ago. 12 yes. years ago. Okay. So yeah, 14 years divorced, two years. Got it. Okay. So what was, give me the reader's digest of the tutorial that you got over the weekend about all the questions you had and what is, what does it really mean to be Swing oh, well, you know what? I don't even know if I remember all the questions. It was kind of an explanation they had about this whole lifestyle, about yeah. living in the lifestyle. Explain so for, me. Th- for them, they explained what they do. Um, they don't have kids. So this was their Friday night outing. Every single weekend they did it where they would plan during the week what they were going to wear. They'd go shopping for some sexy things, plan maybe who they might want to meet on the Friday at the club and uh, in their own local club where they were where they lived, I should say. And so they talked about what they did, and we just found this so fascinating. One yeah. of the things it did for us is it made us talk. It made us communicate. Right. We, we had the most amazing conversations every evening saying, you know, would we, could we, should we? Did you ever think about that? And we really got to know each other much better, even we, sure. though we were together two years. We found out these things, and we found out that we were both very sexual people. But there was things that we didn't know. And I mean, we continue learning today. But um, that really opened our eyes to options that we had never thought of. Like, yeah, we believe that we'd never met swingers before. Like, and now this is a whole new world that we discovered. And we just said, wow, this feels right for us. Hmm. And we dove right in and we just said, we're going to find our own fit into this type of lifestyle. And so we did. We embarked on our journey, which is still a journey 12 years later. Uh, it's an evolution. I would say things change. Your, uh, your wants, your needs, your desires change over time. And the same thing with swingers. So, um, yes, it's been a wonderful 12 years. And we're looking forward to m- another wonderful 12, 12 more years or more. Uh, yay for great sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... So you, it's, you said it felt right. So before, mm-hmm. obviously, a sexless marriage felt wrong. I can mm-hmm. totally get that. But what felt right? The freedom to be with other people, the freedom or the turn on of watching your partner with someone. Tell me more about what feels right feels like. Well, all of that stuff. So things that we didn't even realize that we loved being exhibitionists. So we would have mm. sex and we started doing that in the clubs, have sex in the middle of the, of the room where we would have sex, people would join in, but we didn't even know that we were exhibitionists. And so we had a chance to explore that part. Uh, we love seeing our partners being um, pleasured by other people. Sometimes I'm fascinated by how other women suck his cock. I want to look at it. I want to see it. I want to know what kind of strokes she's doing. I like to try new things. So yeah, all of those things you said are exactly what made it feel just right. Hmm. And you had no idea until it occurred that, that you had no fantasies prior that you were no. suppressing. It was just like opening a box. You're like, oh my God, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah we didn't that. have fantasies about swinging. We had, you know, um, great monkey sex as a couple who came out of marriages where the sex was really stale. So we would have sex in the car. We'd have sex while we're driving on the highway. We would um, do it in the kitchen. We, we, we like threw it all down and, and just let go all of our sexual inhibitions as a couple. Yeah. And then we found out about swinging. And as a couple, our sex life got even a thousand times better. And, you know, swinging isn't about having sex with other people. 
Swinging is about enhancing and spicing up your own relationship to keep it strong. Tell me more. That, because that, I don't understand. So a lot of things to do with swinging is about the fantasy of it, the, the visual, the, you know, watching porn. A lot of people use porn as a stimulus. Well, we use like live porn because we get to be in a situation where we can watch other people have sex, where mm. sometimes we're having sex with those people, but we're also seeing all sorts and hearing all sorts of things that's such a turn on while we're having sex, but also while David and I are just having sex with each other, we either reenact or we talk about replay. or we replay all those fun things that we just saw at our last swinger event or whatever it might be. And we use that to spice up our bedroom when we're home alone. Totally understood. Okay, totally understood. Talk about shame. Talk about um, working through any of that feeling guilty to have pleasure with someone else or ashamed to see certain things or do certain things? Like how do you move through those barriers or are you just born shameless or something? <laughs> it's not <laughs> about shame really because it's a safe space. It's a non-judgmental space. It's very open-minded people. So you're with a whole group of open-minded people who are compatible to you, who also are enjoying these kinds of sexual adventures. And they're all emotionally monogamous. So nobody's in this to fall in love. You're just in this for sex. Right. So there's not really a shame about it. Uh, and plus, there's a lot of discussion. Uh, I'm going to say negotiation because that's what it is between two couples. What is it? What are your boundaries? What do you like? What do you don't like? Yeah. What are your limits? That all happens before you engage in the sexual encounters. So we're all open to talk about it. It's not shameful at all. It's about You say yes, but no. And you no. don't get ganged up on by the three of them. Exactly. It's There's an it's, honor system or something. It's the ladies who rule as well. So it Oh, has, do tell me more about this. Right. So it's all about <laughs> female empowerment. That's one of the things that's such a positive. You said female-centric view. Yeah. Tell me what that yeah. means. So the lifestyle is all about the women driving. So they decide who they're going to play with, when, where, why, how, and who. It's all about the decisions that happen with the ladies. Usually the, um, the whole session starts with the ladies talking to each other, making mm. sure they're good with you know, the rules and what they like and what they don't like. And of course, because the guys will just jump into anything. You know that, right? Um, so it's really about just guys. what the women want uh, to accomplish, okay. uh, what they expect, well, what they want to see and do and, and have fun with. So it really is about female-centric uh, And a lot, of times, a lot of times, a swinging situation starts with the two girls kissing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That does happen. Mm -hmm. so, so that's like the in. That's well, not all is. the time, not all no. the time, but it, it's a lot of the times because, you know, it's very hard for four people to all be compatible with each other. So, you know, I need to like the other woman. The other woman needs to like me. He needs to like Carol. Carol needs to like her. And the two girls need to like each other. So That's a lot. a lot of different combinations. But if the two girls can get along, normally things go well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you said that there was, this, is, this is not about emotions. This is about sex. Well, I don't know about, well, I'm different. I think my sex is very emotional. Mm -hmm. If I, I don't have emotions, I don't even get turned on. Like, I'm just like, rah, rah, might as well just, it doesn't even matter. Like, to me, my heart is involved. My emotions are involved. It's, it's an energetic dynamic. So I don't know how to separate them. And I don't think it would be fulfilling for me to just have it be mechanical. So, yeah, you know, Personally. It, it can be very mechanical. We often parallel it to using a sex toy. When you got your sex toy out and you just got a live sex toy here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's a live sex toy. Okay. Okay. Tell me what. Like that. You're not falling in love with, you're not falling in love with your sex toy. No. Pulling out your wand or your, you know, your Hitachi wand or your womanizer. You yeah. pick it because you want to have sexual pleasure. 
And so that's really what you're choosing your sex toy or you're choosing another person to be in bed to be your sex toy. It's like but it's a human with a heart, not just a dildo that walks. It but is. they also want us to have pleasure. So they're on the same page as you. And Carol and I have basically one rule, and that's we play together. So when we play together, we hear each other. I hear Carol getting turned on. I hear her have her orgasms. And that turns me on. So, yes, I'm focused on the person that I'm playing with. But I'm also focused in on her and her having some great sexual pleasure as well. And I yeah. know she's not falling in love with that person because nobody's a better fuck than Carol. I know we're going home together. So it's all good. And if she's not having a good time, then I need to go over there and make sure she does have a good time because it's about us. It's not necessarily about the other couple. So how does that work? If you're having sex with somebody over here and you, but it's still an experience with Carol, but you're not with Carol, but you're responsible for her being happy. How do you do that? Well, we're next to each other. So we always play in the same room, same bed. Okay, you gotta, you gotta, I, I'm just, I'm a beginner. So you got to oh. like be really specific with me here. Right. There so you go. like you're literally in the same bed, you're on the same yeah. couches, you're all so, together. It's not like yeah, you right, went so, anywhere. Yes. So Lana, you said you had a threesome, right? Yeah. With another guy or another girl? I've had two, so a, girl, a couple and two right. guys. Okay. So, so the three of you were together, all having correct. sex together. Yes. So it's kind of like that with the four people. Okay, okay. And, and everybody actually is there making sure that everybody else is taken okay. care of. You know, when no, we're in- so it's all cohesive. Everybody's mm. in this for everyone's experience. It's not about right. like separate and go away. No, right. We don't and, do that. And when we go through it, okay. you know, in the end, if Carol's come and I've come and the other woman has come and the other guy hasn't come, well, the two girls go and make sure he's finished. So everybody has a pleasurable Oh, we're all in this together. Okay. This is good. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of starting to A little bit like that for sure. Okay. okay. Now, sometimes yeah. Carol has come three or four times <laughs> and it's not about catching up to the four or five times of making sure at least <laughs> everybody has had one. You got it. Go, Carol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my misunderstanding was that swinging meant see you later and I'm going to go to their house. I'll be back on Monday kind of idea. It's not like that. Well, there's some movies that have portrayed that. And um, that is, I guess, a little bit back into the 70s with key parties. And there are people who do play separately. And right. they, if that's good for them, it is. It's, the rules are, it's such a thing that there's no right way or wrong way to be a swinger. Okay. If it works for your couple and that's what turns you on and makes you feel better and get you closer to your couple, then that's fine. But that's not what happened with David and myself. We like to play in the same room, same bed, same pile, together, orgy style, if you want to call it that. Morsums and morsums. Where we all play together. That's morsums our or morsums. Yes. What's the, what's the maximum number you've experienced of morsums? Probably 20 people in a pile in an orgy. Mm -hmm. One big pile? Yeah, you kind of got to shift around and move around a lot for that one, but yes. And, and normally high heels are not, normally high heels are not allowed with so many people. <laughs> I was going to say that's been lose an eye. Yeah, yeah exactly. or other parts. Um, okay, two other or more questions keep coming. Jealousy, never? A little bit? Yeah. Sometimes? Mm -hmm. Like jealousy is a natural reaction. It's just a natural human reaction. When you're in a very secure relationship, like you are you have to be in a secure relationship to go into the swinging lifestyle to share your partner. Um, so if you are a very secure person, then that jealousy is like a fleeting moment. It comes and it goes. If it lingers there a little bit longer, you probably will be asking yourself, mm, I wonder why I felt a little bit jealous there, and maybe discuss it with your partner. And, uh, you know, whatever it might be, for example, sometimes I feel a little bit jealous when David engages in a very long kiss with another woman. Hmm. And so I kind of looked at it and said, you know, that triggered something there. 
you know, I don't mind one or two seconds, but you know what, if you're going to like sit there and make out, I'm, I'm probably not going to enjoy that. So he just you tones it back. That. Yes. Right. You're in charge because it's all about the female centric. Exactly. Wow. And so you don't go, you don't grow another arm. You honor what she desires and you. Well, are- otherwise, otherwise we wouldn't have a successful swinging life. So if you want to continue with a successful swinger lifestyle, then you have to work out your differences and find that common ground and, that works for both of you. And being a guy, yeah. shit, we mess up, we screw up, and it just creates even a stronger relationship because we talk about it, we yell, we have a fight. <laughs> Unfortunately, Carol doesn't believe in makeup sex, so we get through that. But um, um, you, you, you talk about it. You, mean, you can't control what's going to happen in every situation. And, you know, you have people, you have bodies, you have tits, you have pussies, you have all this stuff going on. And sometimes you do something that you didn't talk about in advance and the other person might not be okay with it. And, you know, a few times what's happened is Carol's been with a a guy and he's come and she's come and they're done. And I'm going in for round two. And she's like tapping me, pulling my toes and I'm not getting it because the other woman's sucking my cock, sitting on my face. We're having a great time. And Carol's like, come on, I want to go. And I'm not getting it because I'm having a good time. And we go home and we have this conversation and she's like, you know, I've pulled all 10 of your toes. I stuck my (laughs) finger in your ear. Didn't you get what I was trying to say? And as a guy, sometimes, no, I didn't get it. So we just knew that we needed a better signal. Like I was done, uh, you know, like it probably was not great. And that's why I wasn't ready for round two. And even though he was having a wonderful time with this, this other woman, it was time to go. And And so what is the solution next time? Because it, it didn't work the last time you've talked about it. Now what's the solution? I'm, I'm more attuned right. to Carol, to hearing what she's doing. Um, I know when she has these massive big orgasms, she's having a great time. But if she's sucking a guy's cock and it's not getting hard and she's at it for a half an hour, I know something's not going right there and I have to take care of her before I have anything else. Understood. So more into it. It's more into me into, uh, yeah. in, in the future, from that point on. We just learned from it. We so learned and moved on. So this is beautiful. So you're all there to have pleasure, but there's the, I'll call it like a tendril of energy where each other is your priority. Each other's pleasure is your priority from the other, the experience of the other. You're not disconnecting from each other um, and not and leaving each other to fend for themselves, which could feel, well, it could make you feel jealous, make you feel abandoned, Mm -hmm. these kind of things. Understood. We're in it for each other. Yeah, I'm getting this. You guys are teaching me so much. How as a, how is a manly man? Do you let her run the show and not feel emasculated? How does that, how do you talk to him in a way that doesn't emasculate him and, and is turns him on and makes you feel sexy? Like this, this dynamic of the woman telling the man what to do. Help me understand that. Okay. So it's not really telling him what to do. It's really more or less, he says, okay, babe, who are we going to play with tonight? And we make it a game. So we kind of look around and we say, oh, well, what about that couple over there? And we give them the eye and we look at each other and we go, oh yeah. But but you ask her and she leads. Yeah. Always. Yes. And sometimes I'll find a nice couple and say, hey, babe, what do you think of them? Sure. And she says, yeah, you know, we'd like to play with them. And then she'll go up and she'll go up and talk to the woman. And if it's no, it's no, we move on and talk to someone else. So it is more of a, a teamwork finding the right couple because like we said, it's not easy to find a compatible couple with all the combinations that work out. Yeah. So we can both suggest, but at the end of the day, it's me who says the yay or nay or no, he's not my type or oh, no, that's not going to work for me. Right. And there's never, there's never a point where you do it and take one for the team no. because that's just a disaster in the making. Tell so me more about you, that. Well, it's either both of us are in or both of us are out. It's not like, 
oh, babe, you know, she's really hot. I'd like to do her. And she's like, oh, the guys, eh, not so much. If there's a, that doubt, we don't do it. Right. Because we, we have great sex, the two of us. Right. We go to resorts like Hedonism, and yeah. there's lots of people there who we can play with and swing. And sometimes we just go to have a great erotic vacation, the two of us, and we will have sex on the beach, and we'll have sex um, in, in the, the hot tub, the and, and we'll have sex in the playroom. Just the two of us, it's not about us always playing because when, what it comes down to is what are we doing every day to make our relationship stronger? Mm, mm. Tell me, oh, this is good. So, and sometimes that means sex with others and sometimes it means sex with just the two of you. Yes. Sometimes it means sex with toys. Sometimes it means uh, uh, mutual pleasuring. It's, uh, sometimes it's we lie on the bed and each of us masturbate. Sometimes she does me, I do her. We each take out a toy. It, it's, it's all what's good for us in the moment. And the question that you look in each other's eyes longingly every day, every morning, every night is like, what is it going to take for us to be stronger? Is that the question? Yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful question. That's a beautiful question. In 12 years, given that you're willing to go, unless it's a yes for both of you, you're not doing it. Yeah. Given that, and you find a couple where it's a yes for both of you, has it ever gotten more than friends? Has it ever gotten emotional? Has it ever gotten jealous? And how, why not? Well, because we don't need another person in a, I'm not looking for another relationship. It's a lot of work keeping a relationship strong, especially as yeah. strong and as close as we are. I don't need another person in my life as close as David. I, it's not a need for me. So there's no interest in interest for me to make another relationship we do, with somebody else. We do have couples who are our best friends, mm -hmm. but these aren't people who we're going to fall in love with. We're in love with each other. We're yeah. married to each other. We and have our, our couple of friends are also married to each other and in love with each other. Mm -hmm. So they're not looking for other people either. It's not, that's not what the lifestyle is all about. Now there are couples, there are swingers who do have exclusive relationships. Mm -hmm. So they are two couples and they exclusively date each other and fuck each other and have this type of relationship. And like Carol said earlier, you do whatever is good for you and your couple. There mm -hmm. are people who, uh, go on vacation with the opposite couple's exes or, uh, sorry, spouses. Yeah. And yeah, that's, separate what's, like that's that. what's good for them. Some of them have threesomes and, and at different times and one stays home and the other goes out with another couple. It's whatever floats your boat. Got it. Okay. So this isn't the way you're sharing it isn't the way swingers go. It's right. your way. Yes. So Correct. how did you discover, because we just gave some different examples of like it just being four people. And I would say over time, they probably would all love each other, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but you're, you personally are not looking for that. And then you had the other example of threesomes or, or vacations, et cetera. What, how do you come to what's true for you first, then communicate it, then execute it? But like, how do you discover that? I'm, I'm going to say you kind of just discover it along the way. It's, I, I would probably have to look back and say it was a lot of trial and error. But uh -huh. we knew that we were not looking for another relationship. So that was never in our cards. You know, another relationship just takes a lot of work. And that's really more referred to as polyamory. What you're thinking that happens when you're swinging, you might become in love with them. That's really a polyamorous relationship. And you can get into a polyamorous relationship without swinging. You can just have multiple relationships with other people, different types of love of, with other people. That's polyamory, not necessarily swinging at all. Really, the swinging lifestyle is not an emotional lifestyle. Understood. Mm -hmm. So uh, sometimes um, the, the person who got left of the polyamorous thing that happened comes to me for coaching, right. taking over, wanting to kill the other two or, you know, feeling just so left out. Like it didn't go well. It didn't right. go well. Um, and I don't think they set it up to fail. I right. think they really tried to have those conversations. I think they really tried to honor everybody, but it ended up going another direction. Do you have any guidance for people to, to discover, am I more polyamorous? Am I more of a swinger? What are the actual 
questions I need to ask and communications I need to have so that everybody is fulfilled. And well, I really think that if, you, if you're in the swinging lifestyle, it's not an emotional relationship building except for friendship. It's very strong with the friendship, yeah. but it's not about the emotion. So if you're going into the swinging lifestyle, it's already decided in advance. It's not about the emotion. So it seems that it would be healthy couples who are very in love and not looking for anything emotional would be swingers. But couples who weren't getting fulfilled in their primary relationship on that deep, soulful, emotional level might be looking to fulfill that void or that missing in another person. And that might be more polyamorous to get all their emotional needs met. Did I get that right? Yes. Maybe, but you know, any couple who's having relationship issues or sex issues should not be bringing another body into that relationship. They need to go to an expert, to mediation, to whatever, to fix their relationship problems. If you came into a swinging situation to fix your sex life, you are going to crash and burn. Plain and yeah. simple. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. And have you seen that happen? No, not barely. really. Not really. Most people get the fact that um, if I have something broken, I need to get it fixed. And if you came into a swinging situation and you as a couple weren't strong, the other swingers or the other lifestyle people will see it immediately mm -hmm. because swinging couples have this type of connection together. You see it at parties, you see it at vanilla parties and vanilla is like the muggles. So these are the non-swingers in the world. <laughs> and, and you see how yeah. a swinger and their partner um, socialize. And you know, we, we're talking a lot about swinging and playing with other people, but swinging has different degrees. You know, there's voyeurs, there's well, that, exhibitionists. That's the lifestyle, right? Right, that's if the lifestyle. If you're referring to the lifestyle, swinging is only one part of the lifestyle. Someone who's open-minded in the lifestyle might be a voyeur or an exhibitionist or soft swap where they don't do full penetration or full swap. So it's a big whoa, 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 slow down. I got to get all the terms here. Yeah. So voyeur, I don't want to play. I just want to watch. Exhibitionist, right. I want to play everywhere, all the time, anywhere I can. Front of but you don't have to play with everybody. someone. So you can, be, you can have a partner. You can go to a swingers resort or a singer's swingers club. Yeah. And you, uh, you and your partner could have the amazing monkey sex, the two of you, in front of 20 other people. Understood. Nobody's touching you. I'm not swapping partners. Yeah. I'm just you know, wanting to do it in right. front of others. Two of exactly. Exactly. Okay, understood. understood. When it comes to swinging, which is sharing your partner, the swinging yeah. part is when you share your partner. It yeah. could be as little as flirting and kissing to all the way up to full penetration. Understood. And soft swap, everything up to penetration. So it could include oral sex as well. Okay. That's soft swap. So you're just flirting, you're playing, you're touching, you're, maybe you'll do some you know, oral sex. But then when you are having sex with another part, another, your partner, the new partner, then that's full swap. Understood. Soft swap, full swap. And, and we are full swap. We are a full swap couple. However, we could play with a soft swap couple and we'll play with them. Um, Carol will give the other guy a blowjob. I'll go down on the other girl. We'll, they'll, they'll have their orgasms. But in the end, when we want to fuck someone, we just fuck our own partner. And we have a great sexual experience with a couple who's not into somebody else penetrating them or them penetrating someone else. Yeah. Got it. And that is spoken to first in your own truth, then with your partner. And then mm -hmm. the woman says, this is what I choose. Yep. And then she's in charge and away you go. And that's sort of like the... The, the thing. Okay. So this is so fascinating. Okay. Um, tell me how your relationship has grown stronger because of this. Like, obviously it is stronger. I get that. But like, explain more about how you both have become your best selves 
through this? I would say that the communication that's so much required in this swinging lifestyle that we yeah. must be constantly in touch with each other and our feelings are uh, everything that we're doing and not only just asking permission, but also reassuring that this is the right thing for us. So we're constantly checking in with each other. Yeah. I think that's the thing that makes it so strong at the end of the day, mm. don't you? It's that and a lot of couples, I'd say a majority of couples don't talk about sex. They yeah. talk about, I want sex, yeah. I had sex, but they don't talk about what they want sexually. Yeah. I want you to do this. I, this feels good. Their and, wants and needs and what they need to be fulfilled as well. They and, don't say it. And in our relationship, we talk about sex all the time. Did you see that couple? You know, we're in an orgy and we're seeing, you know, how this girl gives this guy a blowjob and how these two girls played with each other. And it's like, would you? Could you? Should you? And But you also say, I would like more of that. Yeah. So we actually are sharing our feelings and our needs and wants. So mm. when we see something that's different or new or not even, or we're a reminder, oh yeah, we haven't done that for a while. I think it's time to do that again. And it's, and, and it's not all, yeah, 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 go, go, go. There's a lot of like, Hell no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Don't think about putting that in my ass. You know, we have those discussions, but a lot of couples, they don't even bring it up. You, you know, yeah. we, always, we always talk about threesomes. Guys always want to have a threesome. Well, you know what? Girls do too. And if you don't have that conversation, you can go 20 years in a marriage and both of you are saying, I want a threesome, but you didn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you, what are your thoughts on the belief of affairs wouldn't happen? if people would actually be able to communicate their needs better and be open. What are well, your thoughts sure. on that? As a swinger, everything is consensual. You yes. talk to your partner about wanting to fuck another person. There's nothing behind anybody's back. And yes. you, you negotiate it as a unit and you go in as a unit. Sometimes shit happens and you have an agreement that if shit happens, you don't hold it against each other. Cheating is just dishonest and you don't have trust in a relationship and that's where relationships crash and burn. Yeah. So, you know, it's unfortunate that swinging is, has to be so underground and it's looked at as so taboo. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it on, and the, what it really is, it's yeah. just consensual people having sex with other consensual people in strong, honest, open relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I so hear you. What happens and have you heard of people where one partner wants to be a swinger and one doesn't, and, and then what happens? They actually well, are willing to be brave and start to have these conversations. Well, we hear that all the time because we do ask, uh, answer a lot of questions that are asked to us on, online, on, yeah. on social media, et cetera. And that is the biggest question. And the biggest question comes from a guy, how do I convince my wife to be a swinger? Yeah. And the answer is you cannot convince, you cannot convince someone to be or not. But yeah, you she can. has to want it. She has to uh, want that a lot. The same as you, the same amount as you. You can't be wanting it a lot and her not at all to, and think that it's going to go forward. It cannot. But swinging's not for everybody. Mm. It's for anyone, but it's not for everyone. And we do tell people who are in that situation, you have to open up that dialogue. And you being a coach like you are, I'm sure you tell all your clients, there's you don't need to say no. You can say you might want this. And if your answer is, I don't want to do it, you should propose something else that might be somewhere in between. Mm -hmm. And we go to resorts like Hedonism and Hedonism has, you know, 280 rooms. 50% of the people there are swingers. 50% aren't. A lot of the people go there naked. Some of the people don't. So that's that little compromise that a couple can have. If you want to push your boundaries, if you want yeah. to not have a stale relationship, you might just want to go to a place, a resort, a beach, a club where you can be naked, where yeah. you can dress sexy. Yeah. And 
it, you don't have to go from zero to 100, yeah. and you never have to get to 100. You can get to a point that's comfortable for your relationship. It's yeah. not, okay, babe, I want to go fuck other people. Maybe it's, babe, I just want to have sex with you in a club where there's other people having sex. Well, yeah. Fred Bar started the lifestyle, and he just wanted to touch fake tits. That was it. He was happy to do that. So I lifted up my shirt, and I said, okay, go for it. <laughs> Check that one off the list. You, it, you know, you don't have to go crazy. It's just about opening your mind, opening your heart, doing things together with your partner. Yeah. A lot of people play golf. You know, that's time consuming. You spend a lot of time with your partner talking about different things. Well, we go fuck other people instead of playing golf. That's our foursomes are similar but different. That's all. And is it a you similar know, expense? Is, are these resorts expensive? Well, not for you because you guys get to go in like. Go yeah, and, and we have these great discussions. You know, we were talking about anal sex the other day. And Carol's like, I don't think my pinky's going to fit in your butt. <laughs> well, we're just, we're just able to talk about whatever uh, we yeah, need to talk so about. Good. And there's, not, there's no holds barred. And that's, I think, that open, honest relationship that we have is what makes us so yeah. strong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have different clients, and they're not all men wanting it. There's actually more women that want it than men, believe For it or sure. not, in my practice. Okay. Um, and so afraid that he will be emasculated that he's not enough and then they'll divorce and the kids and it just like it'll all unravel what would you literally down to the words down to like how do you actually say it when you want to bring it up for the first time that uh, without it being that I'm unhappy and it's your fault and not taking it personally like how would you help a couple navigate that first conversation what you know that? you know there's there's so many amazing resources out there that you can use an ex as an excuse to open up the conversation okay and you know, it's the same thing. Um, well, it's like if you, if you would listen to this broadcast, right? Say, hey, I heard this broadcast and sure. they're talking about swinging. Have you ever heard about it? Well, that's yeah. interesting. What do you think? But, and just starting the conversation. And Alana, it, out there. it's the same thing with a sex toy. You know, a lot of women won't use a sex toy in front of their husband because they feel the husband is going to feel not needed. But we know, um, surveys say, that men love watching their women play with toys. Totally. Uh, women don't know that and they don't talk about it. So they never find out that it's okay to play with a toy in front of their husband. And right? again, when you find these great resources and there's great blogs out there and you can go to your website or our website, thesexylifestyle.com, all our guests, we have their blogs and podcasts up there mm -hmm. and just listen to it with your partner and yeah. then start the dialogue. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Just do little bits and pieces, something you haven't done before to spice it up. Go to a club. Most cities in North America have a local, I don't want to call it swinger club, but a lifestyle club where you can dabble and have that discussion about what you're going to do. You're going to go in there. You're just going to dance. Maybe the woman wants to get a little yeah. sexy. And that's all you do. And you go home and you talk about it. And next time you go back again. We didn't go to our first lifestyle resort for a year after we found out about swinging and that year of foreplay of shopping and talking about it and meeting and forms and all that stuff. When we got there, it was like this multiple orgasm that we had such a great time that it's probably one of the best trips we ever went on. And we travel like almost a week a month now. So, you know, there's so much anticipation, things you can do shopping for sexy stuff, stuff you can wear that you can't wear at Starbucks in the morning. <laughs> Just go out and have fun and spice up your sex life. And you don't have to fuck someone else. Just have great sex, you and your partner. Yeah, yeah. So, so all of this is great. So you take it in stages and you, you bring it up as like a, a what if. 
and you have a very healthy, clear boundary out of the beginning, what's going to happen. So there's safety in the experience. And then there's bookending it with how did that work for you? What did, what did, and et cetera. There is a, a female centric. She's the one in charge of what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. All of this allows you to practice communicating your truth, which builds bravery and courage, which to me comes from the heart, you know, as so we're very aligned with our truth. Even before any of this begins, do you have any, um, ability to like, I can, I can share with my listeners about if they're not happy in their sex life, like you remember said, like swinging is not going to solve the problems. How do you know whether it's the partner and you haven't made a good choice in partnership or you're just not being your authentic self in partnership? That's the issue. How would you begin to unpack that one? Well, that is a great question because that was one of the things when Dave and I first met, because you know, it's our second uh, marriages. Um, I was I didn't even know that my sexuality was such, I had to meet David and discover my sexuality. And so Go I, David. I had a whole eye awakening experience, just meeting David and learning. Yeah. I mean, the orgasm. Truth, yeah. The truth is in my first marriage, I can count the number of orgasms on one hand. Whoa. For 16 years, Alana. And now, how, and now Carol's like a massive squirter. Yeah. So you never know if it's your partner or your own truth authentic self. What did you make it mean about you? Oh, very few orgasms, 16 years. What were some of the conversations you were having with yourself and with your first husband? Well, I just, we never spoke about it. Obviously that was one of the things wow. that just never came up. And I kind of just thought I was normal. I kind of just thought this is what happens when you get oh, married. Stop having sex. You know, I just didn't know in the last 18 months of our marriage, we didn't even have sex. Whoa. And in my, and my marriage, what about yours? My yeah. wife punished me okay, if you don't do this, you're not having sex. You're not getting sex. Oh, and, that's so not nice. Well, sex shouldn't be a privilege in a marriage. It should be part of your couple. So, you know, that's why our marriage has failed. Yes. But, you know, the, the, the need for couples to be honest with each other, to talk yeah. about it, not be afraid to bring up things, use these type of media to open up the discussion. Yeah. Don't have these discussions right after you had sex or just before you're having sex or the kids have to go to school, take time, yeah, sit yeah. down, glass of yeah. wine yeah. and chill and talk about it and listen. We have a good friend, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, and she's a sexologist and she has a great podcast and we see her all the time in hedonism. And she says, sometimes when you're having a conversation with your partner, yeah. when they say something, you just need to answer. Thank you for sharing. Right, right. You don't need to agree. Just understand. Understand. And then yeah. you get your turn to talk. And when both parties are open to listening to what the other one has to say, yeah. we believe that there's going to be some sort of medium that you can find that's yeah. good for both of you. Yeah. And then getting back to your question about, you know, is it the right partner? Is it about being your true authentic self? I really feel that you can, you can get your partner to do a better job by talking to them. Yeah. So if they're not good in bed, let's just say, I picked the wrong guy, he's not good in bed. Well, he can learn how to be good in bed. Yeah. That's like the easiest thing when you open his eyes and open your eyes to what you really need and want yeah. and you share that, he can become the best lover ever. And, and you, you know, that, people? No. And, you know, unfortunately, masturbation and self-pleasuring is looked at by the big portion of the world as taboo. Right. And... I can't tell you how much Carol and I learn from each other. Still today, mm. swingers for 12 years, when each of us lie in bed, we take out a toy, take out our fingers, take out our hands, and masturbate. 
And, and we have friends, Kim and Brad, who are from Tantric Hearts, and they say sometimes, don't even have sex. Just take notes of what the other person is doing. True, talk about it. Yeah. And then when that person is doing it to you, tell them what feels good and what doesn't feel good and what you want more and what that other person, we get the opportunity to have another person or what my toy did to me and keep learning from what that person learned about their own body. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. That's so brilliant. And what I just want to acknowledge, this is sort of like a presupposition to this whole conversation, the, the amount of inner work you've done to allow the courage to love exactly who you are and exactly who you're not and have these conversations with each other, like you have your own inner back. So like if the conversation doesn't go well, if that swinging moment didn't, doesn't go well, if you end up having a fight and you have to clean it up or whatever, like who you are as humans so that you can speak up and do that is extraordinary. I just want to like fist bump, kiss both of you like, well done that you're willing to do enough inner work to live this and teach this as a, yeah, she's also going to give her a kiss. That's real good. Yeah. Um, what if somebody is single, haven't found their swinging partner, but thinks, hmm, this whole polyamory, I'm not so sure I really want to fall in love with, but I do want a partner, but I want to, I'm not, I'm not in a couple yet to go into a swinging environment. What does that person do? So the swinging lifestyle really is about couples, but very yeah. often couples want to play with another single person. So there is room in the lifestyle for singles and the single females usually referred to as the unicorn. Or Alana. <laughs> oh, and that's what a unicorn means. See, I'm, and I'm a single male up. is yeah. often called a manicorn, a unicorn and a manicorn. Oh. Or, or okay, a bull. Or a or bull. A bull. So there is room for a single in the lifestyle. And those single people can also join um, a swinger dating site if they want to find a couple to play with. Uh, they put a profile as a single and say they're looking for a couple to play with. Yeah. And I'm sure they would be sought after. Single, uni uh, single unicorns or unicorns are already single, but unicorns are rare and in demand. So a single oh, well, note to self. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for one for my birthday. <laughs> when, when's your birthday, David? His birthday's um, passed just already. Passed. <laughs> but um, I celebrate for the whole year. <laughs> well, that's what I'm doing. The 50th year, I decided for like, this is the big one. So, so do unicorns meet bulls in swinging environments and become couples or are they, do they, they enjoy being single? We do know of one couple who got together that way. Uh, in Florida, right? That couple in Florida. Um, but I don't know if that happens often. We actually don't play with singles. We always play with couples. It's one of our rules. Yes. So, um, but what does happen is when a single person participates with lifestyle people, yeah. lifestyle people know other open-minded people who they will connect with. Because the hardest right. thing is to find an open-minded person. So if you're someone like yourself and you said, you know, I'm single, but I'd like to explore my sexuality. But where am I going to meet a guy who has the same wants and needs as I do? Yeah. Well, within the lifestyle community, which is, which is get growing year after year after year, you would probably meet that person to have that relationship where together you can enjoy the lifestyle or, or sexual freedom more than a monogamous couple who fucks on the left side of their bed for 25 years in the missionary position. <laughs> That's just a sad vision. That's a sad Very vision. Very sad. How has thing, have things changed over 12 years? Because I know me, I'm, so I'm 50. I would not have had the confidence in myself. I would just get jealous. I'll just be super honest with you. But back in my 20s, probably even in my 30s, I was still looking for the one. But my latest book is called Finding the One is Bullshit. 
becoming the one who's brilliant and beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I am so much more evolved in my own lack of jealousy or fullness with myself. And I'm honestly in a place of like, I'm totally single and I'm like, okay, so I'm looking for an amazing partner, but I don't need him anymore. And I'm not against the idea of swingers, but I've never done it. I don't even have my partner yet. And I'm not interested in being this, the unicorn that goes around and sleeps with everybody. Like there's a connection that the two of you have that is so beautiful and so honoring and it's for each other that I choose. So, um, so long story short, I'm ch I've changed. I've changed over time. How have you each changed and how has that affected your swinger lifestyle? So, well, of course we change just like everybody else. We have evolved yeah. and become better. I think we've become better people as the time has passed, but the, certainly the lifestyle has changed in the yeah, last so. 12 years since we've been in it. Um, and just to let everyone know that the average age of a lifestyle person or couple is about 45. So it's not really something that happens in your 20s or 30s yeah. Yeah. because you are busy building a very strong relationship. That's the yeah. whole idea. Or a family. Yeah. And a family. You're busy with your family. So very often, once the kids are grown and uh, you know, out of the and house, yeah. uh, that's usually when you start rediscovering your partner and saying, yeah. hey, how do you spice this up? What do you think right. about with other people. Totally makes so sense. It's very common that couples who've been together for 30 years now all of a sudden are in the swinging lifestyle. And some who've never even fucked anybody else because they married their high school sweetheart and now they're in the lifestyle and they're having sex with other people. So that's average, general, very common situation. Uh, and so younger people are coming in. I think that's they what are. you were going to say, right? There, there's lots yeah. of more younger people coming in to explore their sexuality. We see it yeah. a lot when we participate in Young Swingers Week at Hedonism. And um, that's for people 40 and under. And you see the average age there being in the 30s. And there's people yeah. who aren't married and people who are in new relationships. And they're not there to swing. They're there to explore their sexuality where yeah. you, can, you can fuck anywhere you want at the resort except in the restaurant. And um, it's very cool to see all these different people um, blossoming. And yeah. that's the next generation. Mm -hmm. And hopefully awesome. these people who are open-minded enough to have great sexuality will talk to their children about the need to talk about sex continuously and not have that one conversation about the birds and the bees to have that ongoing conversation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's one of the things we talk about on our show all the time is the need for parents to talk to their kids about sex. So mm -hmm. the world of sexuality becomes a lot more open Normalized, than taboo. Really. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, for one, am a mother that does that. My son and I have great conversations. So yeah. it's not weird for me to talk about dating or sex or for him to do it either. So that's really cool. What's very cool, I have a 17-year-old son, and oh, yeah. we talk about sex all the time. He's on yeah. the football team. And when we're going away, he says, dad, can I have a couple of your top waterproof blankets? Because my, my girlfriend makes a mess and I don't want to mess up the bed. So I said, absolutely. How many do you need? Yeah, yeah that's really great. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That is awesome. Yeah. I, last time I went to go see my son, he lives with his dad now, but I'm like, okay, so today we're getting facials, haircuts. We're going to pick up some cannabis some condoms. Like we, we go through the list of exactly. what we're doing. All so, good. Yeah. That's, that's the, my, that's my world. Um, two more questions. I think we could just talk forever. This is so fascinating. I'm so grateful. Um, safe sex. How does that work? Well, safer sex is practice. Um, I'm going to say everywhere. There's condoms everywhere in any, in any playroom. There is uh, bowls of condoms to be used. People carry them. If you're naked at the resort, you have them in your hat, for example, or <laughs> in your bag with your key, whatever it might be. So yeah, okay. safer sex is practice during intercourse for sure. Okay, that's super simple and easy. Um, and then in terms of your friends, 
and families, like this inner circle you have in your world. Like back in year one, I'm assuming not everybody in your circle were swingers. Correct. Did you share? Did you freak them the fuck out? Did they leave? Did they join? Like how has the world of friends changed over time? Well, over the years, um, at the beginning, we were like everyone else. We were underground. We weren't telling everyone. And then as we got into the business, where yeah. we had our radio show and we had our website and we, we started groups and parties workshops. And- we, we actually told our kids and our family and our friends all about it. And we said, yeah. well, now that we told you, we can't untell you. Yes. And it's been about eight years now. Okay. And, um, we have some friends, we haven't lost any friends. Some <laughs> friends live vicariously through us. They want to know everything, but no way in hell I'm doing this stuff. Okay. Um, certain friends really don't want to hear about it. We've had a couple of friends who we call convertibles. They've come over to the good side. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's all good. I mean, it's fun when you can talk about it in public like we do. I yeah. was at the gym the other day. I was wearing a hedonism shirt, and two girls came up to me and said, you know what? I've been there. Ah. And I have a great story to tell you. And one of the girls um, is going to be on our radio show. Nice. So, um, you know, being open and able to talk about it is one of the things that we hope uh, society and media allows in the future. Um, hopefully, it'll be in the next five to 10 years because it, it really is, in our, our opinion, being able to be open sexually, not being a swinger, open sexually and be and, honest and about go it. to these resorts yeah. where you can be naked and nudist and tell your friends about it and not be judged yes. um, is yes. a hope of ours. Yeah. Yes. Same, same, same. Yeah. Do you, for me, I I don't know how it's possible. The very first time I looked at my baby, I loved him with all my heart. But now 17 years later, I love him more. I don't know how that's possible, but it is. I love him more. Do you love each other more by having lived so fully and authentically and bravely together? I would actually have to say yes, absolutely. I can't even imagine describing how much uh, in love I am with David this very Mm -hmm. minute. And it absolutely is more and more every year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's what I figured. Thank you. Okay, so this is my last question, and then I want to make sure everybody goes to thesexylifestyle.com. I want you to listen to their Sexy Lifestyle podcast on Voice America Variety Channel. Um, I want you to get your waterproof blanket, and I will call you when I finally christen that damn thing. <laughs> so I, I promise you I will, um, which I intend to be sooner than later. Um, I thought it would be really sexy at the end to give us like a real in the moment. What does it really sound like, Carol, when you talk to the girl? and you decide it's a go. Like, let's pretend we're talking. Like, what does it really sound like? Sure, well, first of all, I'm gonna ask you, so hi, Alana, how are you? You know, we're great, Carol, nice to- from? Are those tits real? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Do you really say that? Or is that you just- Yeah, for sure. Can I touch them? Everybody shares their their best doctor and this and that, yes, definitely. Um, So, hey, what what are you guys into? You know, do you like full swap? Are you- you know, th- those kind of discussions come up, what you're into, what you like. Um, so, you know, do you like my husband, this David, you know, and I don't even know, I'm trying to make a conversation go here when you're not getting the feedback. But I know, know, I'm trying, but uh, yeah. Okay, that's all good. And so, hey, you got, you feel like playing? Do you want to play? And really the conversation doesn't go very long. You talk to the person, so do you guys play at home? Where do you play? Have you been here before? And you chat with them. And if all four people are connected, Carol is the one who says, okay, enough talking. Do you guys want to go fuck? Yeah, that too. Like seriously, it goes right for there. Yeah. You can't. You know, if, because if you get the feeling right away that they are your type, you're like, you have to ask the questions first to establish if you're a type or not. And then if they are, then why hang around and wait? If it's a club and, you know, it's only there for the evening, 
you've you know you're probably already ten o'clock at night. And, and, and Alana, you have to understand that everybody in the club is there for the same purpose right. to fuck. To find another couple yeah. to fuck. People okay. aren't there to meet someone, to have a child with, to have a relationship. Everybody is there to have sex. So you right, talk right. to the person. If you connect, great, you go have sex. If you don't, nobody has hard feelings. Hard you feelings. move on. No, they no, talk no. to someone else. If they're like, no, he's not my type. I don't like bald guys. Like, right. you're just like, just okay, on. no worries. Yeah. And you yeah, don't go, uh, no, 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 no. You don't take offense. You just move on to the next couple. Or, and, and it's kind of a screening process that happens. And the clubs have like um, a social area more like a, a disco or a nightclub where yeah. you're having a drink, you're dancing, you can get to know somebody and then you move into the back room where the beds are and the playrooms are. And, and it's happened where this couple who were, were in the disco and the dancing, um, we said, uh, they're not our type. We met another couple. You go back in the playroom, this other couple is playing next to you. You look over to each other and they say, ah, come on and join us. And they're the best fuck that you've had in, in months. Could be. It you could just, be. So, you just never know. So it's, it, you never say no and things happen and very, everything's very fluid. And one of the things we didn't say is in the lifestyle, there's three rules. Mm, Ask yes. first, no means no. And if you don't get an, an enthusiastic yes, it means no. So respect and consent is paramount. And everybody in the lifestyle gets that. And there's no guys pushing a woman, go, go, go suck his cock, go do this. No, it's not it, like it, it doesn't work like that. It no. is so um, fluid and so friendly and so well it's respectful, respectful basically yes. exactly mm-hmm. wow i just want to come along and be a voyeur is that allowed yes you can because i'm floored by the the lack of taking things personally the lack of jealousy the consent the no means no the woman leads and no emotions get hurt like i just i'm having trouble wrapping my my mind around that imagine so, if the world everybody lived like that mm-hmm. hello oh cool Hello. And so my piece is to help them heal any of that inner shame and have their own back and have the confidence to speak up in the first place and have these conversations. And you take them once they are having these conversations into the next expression of that. It's beautiful. It's a world of freedom and honor and deliciousness. Yeah. You guys are amazing. Thank Thank you you. so much for being on the show. Again, I want everyone to go to thesexylifestyle.com. Pick up your top waterproof blanket. Listen to the podcast on Voice America. Um, your last delicious comments to me and to the listeners would be what? Well, thank you, Alana, for having us. First of all, we really appreciate you being here, uh, as you having us on your show. But I think you would be a very nice unicorn to just go into the club and take a look around. And you'd get a lot of good information, I think. I think it would be very, very educational, yes. We'll have to take you on one of our trips to hedonism or one of the big cruises um, to experience something like this because it it really is important. But one of the last things I want to leave with your viewers and listeners Mm. is if you are interested, if something like this is titillating, talk to your partner about it. Communication is one of those pillars in a relationship And if you can't talk to your partner about wanting something different or something new or how to spice something up, you have an issue in your relationship. Mm -hmm. So just talk about it. And the other person who's listening, that's one of the other biggest points of communication is become a good listener. Don't put up a wall. Don't say no. Just listen and say thank you for sharing. And then you'll get your turn to talk as well. But talk about it. Have great communication. Absolutely. And if you need support in holding that sacred space to get through the bumps, that is what I do with couples. It's beautiful and such a privilege and honor to help heal that inner stuff so you can be that open-hearted listener. 
and that communication can happen. So you guys are such an inspiration. Love you. Adore you. Stay with me so I can officially say goodbye. And I hope this was a delicious, intimate conversation for you. All of our love. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you're ready to discover how to have the sexual freedom, healthy communication, and deep connection you deserve, I've put together a quick, simple, yet effective intimacy blind spot assessment. Discover your blind spot today at alanapratt.com. All my love. Well, that was a blast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'd like to thank Alana Pratt for having us on her podcast, Intimate Conversations. And we're learning more and more every week, and we hope you do too. Visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to find out more about all our expert guests. And you can even contact them if you have any questions about sex, sexuality, and relationships. And we want to invite you to join us at Hito 2 in Jamaica in December 2020. Um, hopefully everything will get back to some semblance of normal um, around then. And Hito is going to be celebrating with all their loyal and sexy guests, some amazing rates, fantastic food, sexy entertainment, and of course, award-winning staff. And hopefully we're going to be there too. And we really can't wait to get back to our home, Hito. It's going to feel so good. We just want to take a moment to remind you about our new partnership with Alt Playground. That's APG. Yeah, if you're looking for an online open community to find compatible people and events in your area, you should join altplayground.net. That's A-L-T, playground.net. It's a lifestyle site that is expanding to include lots of amazing lifestyle resources that will connect you with other sexy and like-minded folks. And you can listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, including ours, on altplayground.net. And remember to stay sexy, stay healthy, and follow all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, and practice social distancing. And if you're in one of those locations where cases are skyrocketing, just stay home, please. And continue to listen to our show and visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com. And if you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolyndavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Special thank you to everybody out there who listens week in and week out. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life. And everyone, please stay happy, healthy, and horny. Stay safe. And of course, stay sexy. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 